again. My brother from another mother, Lasmore, dropped three new pieces of content. We're going to go ahead and run them all, and uh, I hope you enjoy them, because I'm sure I will. Well, no, I'm quite sure you've heard this story about the video that surfaced in this Catholic high school. And uh, I guess you, you know, want to know what happened. Well, what always happens? This is the first thing that happens. Oh, no. Hold on. We're on the wrong one, y'all. Yeah. Wrong one. Yeah, I already did that one. Hold on, this is the newest one. Oh, yeah. I don't know how this came to be about, but they both were right together. And I was just speaking of this young man uh, with the NFL and the uh, you Negroes better not go out there and watch that halftime show by Andy Reid. Colin Kaepernick continues to be proven right again and again and again. Now let's see if, what's your what's your take on it. Now here's four black athletes stands for social, political, and racial justice. first comments Colin Kaepernick made after his initial series of protests in 2016 was to Steve White from the NFL Network. I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses <coughs> black people and people of color, Kaepernick said. To me, this is a bigger than football and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid, leave and getting away with Oh, getting paid, leave, and getting away with murder. Well, we still see that today, don't we? He was so right. The comment 
and his continued protests launched a thousand hateful ships as the right wing and even the president spent years attacking him. In the end, however, what we knew then, especially know now, is that Kaepernick just wasn't right. He was prescient. If that, if y'all know what that means, that means like a, I'll look it up, P-R-E-S-C-I-E-N-T. What happened in the years that followed were numerous incidents of police brutality against black and brown men. There's Colin. Kaepernick has long been a hero, but he's in a totally different place than he was in 2016. He's become one of the most vital civil rights figures of our time. If you think that's an exaggeration, you haven't been paying attention. Four years after Kaepernick started his protest, George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin. Most recently, of course, came in the horrific beating of Tyree Nichols, which led to Nichols' death and five police officers being charged with murder. Those are just two of the names. There were many others. Kaepernick knew that because of the systemic racism, there would be more horrible incidents between black citizens and the police. He was, of course, right. The fact that has been at the core of Kaepernick's message throughout the years, and justice toward one group of Americans hurts us all. How can you stand for the national anthem of a nation that preaches and propagates freedom and justice for all, he once said, that is so unjust to so many other people living there? A hypocritical oath. Oh, we're fighting for democracy. Whose democracy? White supremacist democracy. A true thriller was we made set in Kevin McCartney's district. A true crime thriller. The highest homicide rate, the most crime, the most police executions. Welcome to Killing County. This is one of the most powerful projects I've ever been involved with. I had never known Bakersfield to be a violent place. That changed pretty quickly. I came here looking for something. I knew the homicide rate in Bakersfield was high. I didn't really know what that meant until I got here. Two people are dead and a BPD officer is in the hospital following an early morning shooting at a Southwest Bakersfield hotel. My son died in a shootout. F this, I'm calling the cops on the cops. Walk the streets, Bakersfield. The deadliest law enforcement in the country per capita. The highest rate of officer-involved deaths anywhere in the country. This is where the story takes a very bizarre turn. And as you start unraveling the layers, you start to see that there's more than just a couple bad officers. You've had collected drugs and then sold for his own gain. I was wrong, and I admit that today. One side, a celebrated character in a movie, and then disgraced officer. I began to not only bend the rules, I began to cross the line. How many of you 
you don't have to experience what I experienced to really understand that there's a problem here. The man is dead. These cops have no reason to do this to the family. They're not supposed to be judge, jury, and executioner. I never thought in my wildest dream that it was my son laying there on the side of a murder. My brother was an amazing person. He was so full of life. He had amazing kids. And Police department killed my dad. They shot my son seven times. <laughs> well, who holds these people accountable? Guess what? They met their match. Oh, that Aaron. Kaepernick is the executive producer of that. It's a documentary on, on Hulu, aired February 3rd. So I'm quite sure some of you guys who got Hulu can pull it up. Or you can probably stream it on your streaming device. Because once it's out there, it's out there. No, the documentary examines the filmmaker says an inordinate amount of police violence in Bakersfield. With the documentary, Kaepernick is doing what he's done for years, which is shining light wherever it needs to go. He did that in 2016 by protesting. He was right. And he's been right again and again and again. Hmm. Well, we all know that. And it's just like I said earlier. And what did, what did this, a lot of people on his, uh, on the, in the NFL say Negroes. What did the Negroes do? A lot of them. Well, they, no, some of these other sports athletes, the ones who didn't know how to shut the fuck up, and they should have, but they ruined their careers anyway when they opened their mouths and said they didn't stand with them. Some did, some didn't. And, you know, well, there's the other way to do it. What other way? See, what, what, you know what kills me most in, in the most of this is these unpatriotic, these, pat no, no, these patriotic niggas. Patriotic to a country that could give a less than a flying fuck about us. That wants to see our black asses all gone, dead, whatever. And you still got these patriot loving niggas that run around here. I'm calling them niggas because they're not black people. They run around here and I don't give a fuck what somebody do. They're going to find something wrong to blame not the police, the black person. Okay, let's see. What was his name going home? He went, bought some candy for his little brother. Coming home, police. He had an encounter with the police. He winds up dead. I can't think of his name. Elijah McClain. On the tip of my tongue, but y'all know who I'm talking about. He He's not bothering nobody. He's just going home from the store. He winds up dead. I can never forget Tamar Rice. Never. I can never forget that kid. He sticks in me all this time. He sticks his face, his picture sticks with me all this time. And okay, who else? Let's see. Oh, okay. Let's just go to instances we can see black people drug out of a car, a whole family. Drug out of a car, kids and all, laid in the street like goddamn criminals in apartheid. 
wrong people. Black guys walking the street, going about their business. Pull over. You fit the description. What description? Basically, what they're saying, all niggas look alike. We've heard that, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Huh. How much? What he says is the truth. The exact truth. And a lot of the same Negroes is in the, the well, I don't think they're in the NFL today. Their careers went down, downhill. And this is why today, like I told y'all earlier, I don't watch the NFL. Because still, you got to steal a lot of them same ass-kissing Negroes in different positions in the, in the NFL that wouldn't stick with him. I don't have nothing for him. They never hired him back as a football player. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. You know, as a young man, he's one of the best quarterbacks I ever saw. But you know, when a black man speaks up, it's the trouble. And then, and then you know what gets me also? When these half-baked ass Negroes with this who's black and who ain't shit come out. I get so sick of them niggas, I swear I got slapped the fuck out of them. Because if, if you're born in America, from, and your ancestors were slaves. Let's get this straight right now. If you born in America and your ancestors were slaves, there's a 99.9% chance that you have white blood in your motherfucking ass. Okay? Now I ain't gonna say 99. I say 90. There's a 90% chance that you have white blood in your ass. And in your family land because they were raped. But see, you got all these people, and what kills me is some of these people are a lot lighter than me, and they talk about who's black enough. Get the fuck out of here. Now, you can go to Africa and other parts of the world. See, well, I'm going to say Africa, where we all spoke, came from. I ain't going to say South America or the West. Let's, let's go to Africa. And you'll see different people of different colors, and they black. But ain't none of them like these yellow motherfuckers here. Excuse my language. I don't mean to call y'all that. I'm talking about these sons of bitches who are talking about who black enough. When they show all the signs of rape and they being black. You know? It's in my family tree. So we got to learn to live with it. That's why I don't, I don't pass judgment on who's black enough. Person stand up, that's black enough for me. And then they told, well, he ain't black. His mother was white. Well, they the same thing they did with Barack Obama. He ain't black. His mother was white. You know, it's the fifth day agenda. They, they worse than the goddamn white supremacists, most of them. Seriously, they are. They more detrimental to us than the white supremacists because they negate anything that don't fit their fucked up ass warped way of thinking, just like the white supremacists. Okay? Now. But back to this. This man stood up for standing up for shit, and a lot of people ain't doing nothing. But what what he's doing in Bakersfield about Bakersfield, I don't know. I didn't know Bakersfield was that bad. I knew it was in California. No, I mean, but I live in Illinois, so the only thing I know is Chicago is a goddamn shooting gallery. <laughs> but you know that's. Black on black crime. Or, or basically, I say niggas on niggas. Let's be honest. Niggas on niggas. 
Because black people, if they kill you, they kill you for a damn good reason. You fucking around, coming up in their shit, or taking their shit, or bothering them when they ain't bothering you. Niggas kill for the sport of killing each other, or anybody else who gets in their path. But as far as police, I don't even think Chicago has a police department. I mean, except this week, I think they had one because they had two shootings by the police or some shit. But 99% of the time, you know, you got three or four people laying dead, 15 shot, 10 shot here, 10 dead over here, whatever. They're suspects. 5,000 carjackers, they're suspects. That's Chicago. How the fuck is that? I don't know. Because they don't care. Can't blame them sometimes. But then again, like on this documentary, the police are more criminal than the motherfucking people out there doing the criminal shit. Because if you know what, if they wanted to catch them, they could catch them. If they wanted to stop the shit, these bastards shooting people, they could stop it. But they won't. So, and the times they do shoot somebody, it's because somebody wasn't going along with their scheme of things. That's basically it. You won one of the players in their goddamn game. No. But anyway, folks, like I said, you know, I'm glad he's still on the case. And like they said, he was definitely right because it hasn't gotten any better. George Floyd, you know, how many people have died since... He did took that knee. How many? Needlessly. Black people killed for nothing. Bullshit. No gun. Cell phone in their hand. Still murdered. Fourteen year old kid. Hands up. Cell phone in his hand. Kill him. And like she says, the motherfuckers get paid vacations after it. And they investigate themselves. Let me see. Did I do wrong? Did I not do wrong? Did I do wrong? Did I not do wrong? Let's see. If I did wrong, I have to go get myself executed or go to jail for 25 years. If I didn't do wrong, I keep this money from my pension and shit. And I get back out on the street in another district. Okay. Let's see. I didn't do well. Simple. That's how that shit works. But I'm glad he's still, still on the case. Need a thousand more like him. And maybe you fools will pick up a gun and start fighting back. But that's up to y'all. Right, got another one here. Well, here's something I find very interesting. Uh, I don't know if few of you heard this. This this mother saw from another mother, she got a text and look at what they're doing to our kids. They have kids in daycare, five, six years old, you know, five years old, four years old. And uh, they have put the kids in blackface. But 
I'm going to let you listen to this, and I want you to see if you catch catch what I'm what what I'm what the gist gist of this is. So I'm trying to convey to you, because you remember Florida is a place where they outlaw blackness. Basically, they outlawed blackness, and nobody's making any effort to impeach that governor, to put a bullet in his fucking face, to burn his house down. None of that. Just yazzables. You know, same old typical Negro shit. But anyway, let's see what this woman has to say, okay? Now, I want to see if you catch something. That's what I'm looking for. See if you catch something that validates what I just said. Remember, he's trying to eliminate blackness, period, in, in this state of Florida. Santos. He's telling them we're going to eliminate blackness. Nothing happened before the 70s. In other words, all you black folk here came from the jungles of Africa after 1970. Okay, let's go. There's no words. I'm like, this is, is this even real? This is how a daycare in Miami celebrated Black History Month. A classroom full of two-year-olds in blackface. Where are the checks and balances, right? Oh, they were two-year-olds. Courtney Politis, whose one-year-old daughter attended the daycare but was not in this particular class, says she was horrified when another parent at the school shared these photos originally posted on the daycare's app. They have since been removed. I get a phone call. Um, from a close mom friend whose child also goes to the school. And she's like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what they've done in our child's class. Like, it's, I'm sickened right now. I'm completely, I, I, there's no words. And I'm like, well, tell me. She's like, well, they painted all the children's face, black face, and sent messages out saying happy Black History Month. She reached out to daycare owner and director Patricia Vitale that same day. And immediately sending the screenshot over to her. And I let her know, I'm like, this is racist. Her response, I'm sorry, question mark. I don't understand. What are you saying? What is racist? Blackface. In our school, we don't use this word, neither. We have this kind of mind. As a mother of two young biracial children, Politis says it's hard to protect them. I thought we would have more time before these sort of things or racism or microaggressions would have to be experienced by our children. Reached by CNN, Vitale declined to comment. But in a message sent to parents the day of the incident, Vitale wrote, we have received a comment from one of our parents regarding the activity that was done in a teacher's class for the Black History Month. We have not intended to offend anyone, and we're very sorry about any inconvenience. The following Monday, Vitale sent another message about improving the training of daycare staff. Following the Black History Month incident, we wanted to let all the parents know that we met Friday afternoon with all the teachers and staff. We went over several ethical and multicultural education points. I will teach them a class covering all the necessary topics regarding U.S. history and multicultural education. You may rest assured this will never happen again. But that promise wasn't enough for Politis. She's pulled her two children out of two separate branches of the Studio Kids Daycare and is looking for another child care provider. Bottom line is we can't trust them with our children. 
And that's the thing that's most concerning to Courtney Politis that she can't trust this, these administrators to take care of, care of and educate her children. And you know, she said, I understand that teachers are, have the freedom to create activities for the class, but there are so many other ways you could have celebrated Black History Month. She said another school, uh, they painted traffic signals. They learned about Garrett Morgan, who was a Black inventor who got one of the first patents for a traffic signal in 1923. And so their activity was painting traffic signals. She wonders why in this class, the teacher decided to dress these kids up as different professions, simply paint their faces black. That is not a celebration of black history. And she just wonders how this could slip through the cracks. Now, there are some key points there with the woman, what she said, you know, some very significant key points. Now, I don't know if you call them, I did. One of them was when she says, uh, I thought we would have more time. No. I don't mean to say anything. I mean, she's got a mixed family. Oh, that's great. Whatever you love, you love. But see, sometimes uh, some of us get married into different races and we forget that we're black. We seem to push that aside and think that everything's going to be hunky-dory because we're in 2023 and mixed marriages and all that, you know, makes everything okay. No, it doesn't. It's not, I mean, I'm in a mixed marriage and I know that. You know, I ain't going to forget who I am and I don't expect her to forget who she is. But the thing is, when you forget like this woman did, it seems like she forgot and doesn't pay attention to the news. Well, sister, what did they do? With Santos taking away everything black, basically telling y'all, y'all don't exist. And then we know when the daycare person told her, we don't use that word. Well, what other word do you use then for racism? Huh? What other word do you use if you don't use the word racist? Acceptable? I guess that's to them, to the white devils, that's what it is. You know, you don't have to, you know, the word racist didn't exist to them. We don't use that word. So when you paint kids face black that ain't black, well, or that way, H-U-E way, what should we call that? Arts and crafts? Uh, Anybody think of a name for them? <clears throat> um, I don't know. What do they call that? When you do, since they can't use, they don't use the word racist. What do you call that? I don't know. I don't think of it. But like I said, the sister girl, she seems to forget where she lives, what kind of people she live around, and that these people, because her husband's different, maybe, perhaps, you know, you know, he probably is. What makes you think everybody else is like that? They're not. She's going to get a much ruder awakening when her children start growing up. And they start, and it's going to get worse. When the animal pigs start coming down on her, on them for no reason, 
or when they go to school, they're going to be picked at for no reason, simply because they're biracial. So let's kill, let's get the colors. Let's fuck with the biracial kids, as they, what they call them, mongrels. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you just have to start thinking, folks. You know, I mean, they call you, you know, they paint your kid's face black, you know. So you try to be discreet about it, you know, and only two parents pull the kids out. I mean, she pulled hers out. I don't even know if another parent did. <clears throat> and then here we go again. That same old bullshit that these fucking white motherfuckers love to use. We're going to take our staff and retrain, just like they do when they blow the fuck away from some black person. They put their lights out, drag us out, beat us. We're going to retrain the police. The same old fucking word. Retrain. This People in this daycare, we're going to retrain them. In U.S. history, well, she's not gonna find anything on black folks in U.S. history because guess what? They throw all the books out. Like she said, they talked about Garrett Morgan, the same old goddamn Neil George Washington Carver shit. He made it the, the cotton gin. George Washington Carver made a street light. That's all niggas did. It's all black folk ever did, you know. I mean, they want to say niggas. I'm, I'm saying it because that's what they're saying in their own motherfucking minds. But the real black history, the shit that they treated us like shit during every war, after the war was over, they threw us back into the shitholes. They fucked over our people in the neighborhoods. They fucked over us when we came back from these wars. Oh, they lynched us and burned us and cooked us at the stake and they had a party while they were doing it. That won't be taught no more. Nope. We're gunching and protesting don't mean the motherfucking thing to these white devils. As you can see, the lady told her, racist? We don't use that word. How the fuck can you not use the word to what it is? So I'm still trying to think, what would we use in place of racism if they don't want to use the word racist because you paint the kids' faces black and people are are wise to what you've done, and it is racist, but let's not call it that because we don't use that word. Hmm. What do we call it? Hmm. I don't know what we call that. What do we call it? When you do something like that, what do you call it? Oh. I don't know either. Well, some word, I don't know. Somebody can think of a word for it. Hmm. Oh. I know. Modern art? <coughs> there you go. We paint your faces black because we're experimenting with modern art. So blackface will now be called modern art. Okay? This way, it should not offend the Negroes because we're giving it a white person's word, modern art. 
So look at it as that. All right? Got it? It's modern art. Remember that. Blackface is modern art. And you can't discriminate against art because art is everywhere. Only 10. And they turned up giving me my 300 extra money. You know, I quit watching football after the Kaepernick situation a few years ago. And I see everybody ran back to it, you know, because you can't live without it. They couldn't. And for the first time in all them years, I decided to watch this uh, Super Bowl Sunday. No big deal. I mean, you know, I didn't have any particular team I'm rooting on because well, notice both quarterbacks were black, so I'm happy with that. You know, just like when uh, who said uh, Washington and Seattle? No, no. But anyway, but this reaffirmed what I've already config, already figured. The Negroes are still slaves controlled by the white master. I don't give a fuck what you say. This is, this is exactly what this is. Do you think? Now, these guys have worked all year, played all year. Now, for 15 minutes or however long the halftime show was, they were told you can't go watch it. In other words, niggas and a couple of whites. <laughs> you can't go watch this because I'm telling you, I am the fucking man, the white man. Now, let's see what happens. Patrick Mahomes said, Coach Andy Reid threatened to bench any Chiefs player who tried to watch Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show. Hmm. Okay, Andy Reid wouldn't let anything come between his Kansas City Chiefs and a Super Bowl victory on Sunday. Not even Rihanna. Hmm. You see, that's, and that's him there. Hmm. Yeah, a few more celebs. The Chiefs head coach was adamant that none of his players sneak out of the locker room to go watch the iconic singer of Umbrella and Diamonds perform her highly anticipated halftime show. <laughs> so when Jimmy Kimmel asked superstar Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes whether he caught any of his show, the eventual Super Bowl, uh, whatever, 52, the MVP could only say he heard it was great. Well, 57, that's 57, I'm sorry. Coach Reed told us, he said, if you go out to watch the performance, hey, just keep walking, Mahomes said. 
because you're not playing the rest of the game. Hmm. Well, it may seem obvious that players competing in the Super Bowl wouldn't be allowed to go watch the halftime show when they still have two more quarters to prepare for. It's not unprecedented for athletes to head out to the field and catch some of the action. Just last year, Cincinnati Bengals kicker Evan McPherson headed out to Turk to watch Dr. Dre's Super Bowl halftime show. Hmm. Though the rookie seemed to enjoy the show, his team wound up falling short 23-20 to the Los Angeles Rams. Reed was not interested in anyone on his team trying out their luck a year later. Thanks to his coaches, Harsh stance, Mahomes said he, Travis Kelsey, and a few other great leaders in Kansas City's locker room gave the team a halftime pep talk instead of dancing along to Riri's hits. It worked out quite well for the Chiefs who came from behind and beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35 with the victory. Reed and Mahomes earned their second Super Bowl rings in a four-year span. And Mahomes seemed pretty happy with the outcome come Monday, even if he had to miss Rihanna's big moment. Check out the appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. Now, I really don't give a shit. The reason that they feel short was all due to the quarterback from Philadelphia during that one mistake when he fumbled away the ball and they made a touchdown off. That's what cost them the game. Philadelphia, that's what cost Philadelphia the game. But that's the way the ball bounces. But back to the thing at hand, as I said, your Negroes are still the same coward-ass niggas that you were when you wouldn't take a knee with Kaepernick and, and turns your back on him. The white man tell you black motherfucking monkeys don't do something, you better not do it. Even though, without you guys, the motherfucking game wouldn't exist. But it seems like you Negroes don't, don't understand that, do it? No, you... This white man told you you better not go look. Now, I don't know if that would have changed anything or whatever. I don't know if that would have changed the outcome of the game. I doubt it, unless you're superstitious or something. But, as usual, all you got to do is tell niggas something and you be white and it's okay. That's it. Just like them fools down in Mississippi who are about to get the biggest fucking... Well, them left, them slaves that's going back into slavery, just like the folks in uh, Florida where they took away black history. All they did was walk back and forth, talk, mumble. They're not going to do shit. Their kids will be right there front and center because they don't have time to do anything to change anything. So, and just like this, when Kaepernick took that knee, a bunch of motherfuckers started talking shit then, remember? Even the Negroes came out. Well, he shouldn't have done that because Massa didn't, didn't like it. You know what that likens to Ben Crump telling these 
folks whose people get killed by the pigs and haven't done anything, but don't don't act mad in front of the cameras or master won't give you no money. That's basically the same thing he's saying here. You niggas go out there, he didn't say that, and watch that Super Bowl, y'all can keep that that uh, halftime show, y'all can keep on walking. And what did the niggas do? They sat their black ass right there. <laughs> and what did the what what did they do at halftime in the locker room? They had a pep talk. It wasn't no different scheme of changing the plays or anything. They just had a pep talk. And if they changed the plays, they did that on the way out the locker room. He just told them what to do. Do this, do that. That's all. But, of course, everybody's petting Andy Reid on the back like he's some fucking genius. Nah. And, you know, I, I hear that all the time. You know, this coach is so great. The coaches ain't shit. It's the players that makes the game. But they don't realize it. In most of these games, the most exciting basketball and football is the black players because they're the majority. They're the ones who do all that fantastic-ass shit. You know, leap over motherfuckers with a single bound. <laughs> catch one-handed catches 10 feet in the air. They're the ones who do that. But they don't know they don't know that. And they paid to perform. That's great. But let's see what the let's see what the crackers have to say. Oh, here we go. They definitely didn't miss any team. That's a typical cracker response. Good ha- good. Halftime is about making adjustments in a football game. You are being paid to play, not watching some garbage halftime show. Now, of course. And they won. Seems like a good decision. Didn't miss anything. Why is this newsworthy? That's why he gets the big bucks. You know, I wonder if any of them Negroes that won and didn't win. Look look at any of this shit. These are the motherfuckers you entertain every Sunday. These are the kind of savage-ass white bastards you are paid to entertain. Which, you're paid to do that. I agree. But these are the motherfuckers you're doing it for. The first part is true. Why are you so hateful? She was fabulous. Because, you know, that's what Mary Jones asked Doug Gray. White motherfuckers are never going to give black people credit for anything. You should realize that by now. That's why I can't understand why these stupid motherfuckers take the shit. But they're stupid. They're scared. They can't do nothing else. They don't know nothing else. And see, why is this a comment allowed and mine is not? Censorship again. Yeah. Why is this comment? Because I wrote... uh, Something that was three words, not even cursing. You know what it is? It's not. It's not. My my comment wasn't was censored also. So don't feel bad, H Pro. That's why I don't fuck with Microsoft News. It's a bullshit ass situation. It's most motherfucking lopsided shit. This this news medium is lopsided as hell, far right. Yes, yeah, if you're into demon rituals. Okay. 
That's what Richard Hudson's wrote. That went through, didn't it? I'm quite sure that Richard Hutchins is a devil motherfucker hockey. Or he could be one of them Bible-toting cool niggas. It was trash. Of course, that's another white. You know, you can tell all the white motherfuckers, basically, on any of these sites. They don't show their face, but they talk shit. You know, they talk shit, but they won't show their face. Because they cowards. Just like I tell you people. Demon ritual, hilarious. I guess some people call that music. To me, it's not real music without a good time. Oh, you figure Elvis Presley shit, huh? That's what you want, some Elvis Presley shit, huh? That motherfucker didn't even know how to play guitar. But, I mean, it's not half as bad what happens behind closed doors at churches. Well, that's true. So I'll take Rihanna. Hateful is football, not crochet. Hmm. Hey, it's Daniel M. Zaborowski. Zaborowski. No, Mary, she was not fabulous. Well, you don't have to say that. Seems like there's some some bias here. Yep, that's true. Ah, what the fuck? Only ignorance is allowed here. That's the truth, too. But like I said, this is not the, the brunt of it. The thing is, I understand guys who we get paid to do is help, but how you threaten a man's livelihood? That's what gets me. The same thing they did with the NFL when Kaepernick took the, took the knee. How do you white motherfuckers justify threatening another grown man's livelihood if they don't do what you say, which really doesn't make a hill of beans difference if they do or don't do? Because I know some of you motherfuckers will say, well, you know, you own their job, you're supposed to do what they say. Yeah, that's their job. Okay, fine. But if that motherfucking job, if that don't, if that's going to make the whole shit fall apart, then they told you wrong in the first goddamn place. But with, with us, yeah, the boss, we's going to do it. <clears throat> That's, it seems like, you know, black, black people, Negroes, have no dignity about themselves. Nowhere. No motherfucking dignity. They keep forgetting. They make the games. These fucking white-ass fat coaches don't make these games. As a matter of fact, I've always asked myself, where do they get these motherfucking coaches from? These sons of bitches, 99% of them never played the game in their life. But their daddy was a coach. And the same thing with my My daddy was a coach, or they they part of the alumni. But they never played the goddamn sport. You know, have you noticed that? Now, basketball is a little different. But here... All these motherfucking coaches and shit, I've never seen them play. Oh, they played in college. That's what they, but they were a bench warmer. Uh, you know, you ever notice that? 
Or they played 90 years ago. Nobody even know you because you were insignificant then. But, like I said, you know, if a guy's scared for his job, a guy's scared for his job. When I used to work out there, we had guys scared for their job. Serious. They would do anything to keep their job. I'm quite sure all of y'all work on jobs know that. You got people that would do anything to keep their job. If that white devil says, go eat shit, the shovel shit, and even though that's not in your job description, some of them will go shovel shit and grumble. But they go shovel shit. Me, on the other hand, I was one of them people that said, fuck you, kiss my ass, get my check. <laughs> that was me. But other motherfuckers would go shovel that shit. Just like I said, these people tell you black folks what to do, and y'all do it. If they tell you you can't go to church on Sunday, you motherfuckers wouldn't go to church, even though you don't. If they told your black ass, well, you know, if you move in this particular area, it may create dissension, and that won't be good for the team. So you move over there closer to Negroes, y'all would do it, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Don't say you wouldn't, cousin. And I'm quite sure I'll leave it at that. I'm quite sure some of you folks been offered your job or seen jobs move away and some black folks take it. And when they take it, they get relocated because the company does it for them. But they relocate them right in fucking Niggerville. Come on, tell me they don't. They don't put them in a place where it was decent like they had before. They put them in a place where it's going to be fucked up. <clears throat> you know it. But they take it anyway. Like I said, you know, all in all, that's why I don't care too much for the sports and shit no more. <clears throat> there's no integrity in, within the people and the players themselves. And I understand that they they getting paid to pay attention and all that. But when you, you start telling grown men you can't take a knee because you can't feel sorry for your own folks getting their ass killed for no reason. <clears throat> when you can't go see your favorite start for 15 minutes of this fucking game that we're losing at the moment, which may even pep you up. You can't go out there and look because, nope, we don't allow that. When you start doing that, then I realize I haven't missed shit. Same old sorry-ass, kiss-ass motherfucking niggas working for D white man and will do anything for D white man's money. Bye, niggas. Until next year. And that's my brother Lasmore keeping it real 100% of the time. Black family, keep your head on a swivel, watch over your elderly and your babies, and be safe out there. Black family, Hayes here. Beanie had to go to Kroger's, get my auntie a few things. 
while she was out she was uh all morning long on uh the telephone with the uia the unemployment department here in michigan they've been playing with this woman's money for over two years and they're giving her such a runaround that i gotta make a a rant about it because here we are giving these motherfuckers that willingly broke the law and came into this goddamn country they're giving them money housing vouchers driver's license hell in some states they're even making them police and they're not even citizens of this motherfucking country but y'all gonna play with my wife's motherfucking unemployment that it was owed to her because she qualified during that pandemic shit. And here we are two years in the motherfucking running and now y'all trying to make her hop through some fire hoops. Nah, she can't keep on like this. I mean, blatant anti-black racism to the umpteenth power. This country is doomed. And um, like I said in, in another post I had that you know, my auntie, my oldest auntie, is becoming more and more afraid that we might go into a civil war. Well, I got their back on that because we're not running nowhere. I mean, wh- where are you going to run to? Where are you going to run to? When the bullets start flying, really, where are you going to run to? You know, it's just best to hunker down, stay stocked up. I put the, put the bird up a lot when we had these rolling blackouts especially at night just to see how far this motherfucking blackout is and i'll know one day when i put it up and i won't see no lights for as far as the bird can see then i know something's up nini says to always keep a battery charged up try to do that and say you know if you're not gonna fly it don't charge it but you don't know when these blackouts are gonna happen because they just watching tv all of a sudden boom lights go out you see we got a home generator here so and they come right back on run off natural gas i'm not afraid for myself I just know that I gave my grandmother my word that I will watch over both my aunties. And goddamn until my last breath, that's what I'm gonna do. Oh yeah, sure, it's it's hard because I don't have any siblings. Being the only child, 
but I'm making it do what it do. I ain't out here with hat in hand begging people for help. I help myself. With the great Nini by my side, I'm in very good company. Because that's a good woman right there. And I just don't like how they're treating her. Because she... I mean, we made it. But it was hard as fuck. Without her getting her unemployment. That she was eligible for. I can see if, you know... And she's you know, never done anything illegal. Doesn't have a record or nothing. But here you got... I know we know two that used UIA illegally and got paid. We ain't no snitch or nothing. We're not going to drop no names or nothing like that because I ain't cut like that. But see, it, it's real fucked up that if you, you, you do the right thing, you get fucked over. And when you do the wrong thing to try to get over, you get rewarded. It's all fucked up. It's all fucked up for real. Because I've known dope dealers that had to sit down for over 20 years. But this motherfucker was smart enough to put some money away. Now his mama got a house in the same motherfucking subdivision that I live in. And I hate that motherfucker. Because all he did was sell to black people. He sold that crack rock. And it didn't tear Ann Arbor Ypsilanti up like it tore Detroit up. But best believe these motherfuckers up here in this suburb are highly addicted to painkillers. If they can't get the painkiller, that's when they go and get that $2 bump of heroin. They start by snorting it. I'm going to tell you how it goes down because I watch my cousin. So you keep fucking around with them cave bitches and they get you turned out on some shit that you can't get your shit off of. So I'm so glad I didn't. I know I married a cave bitch, but see, I, I made sure that bitch, her reproductive system was fucked up. She couldn't have no kids. I didn't want no half-breed. No, I, I ain't want that problem. Frankly, I don't even want any more kids. Not until we beat this white supremacist. This whole system. Frankly, this whole country needs to be raised and rebuilt without white people. I don't know what it is about these dreams I keep having. That's a premonition or what now, lately i've had a couple of dreams that the world was at peace because the world didn't have no white people some fucking algae or something infected them and them only and shit them motherfuckers <laughs> even their half breeds and shit die so we didn't have white people or half breeds
But see, that's I have those fucked up ass dreams. Well, I take that damn sleeping pill. Nene doesn't want that insomnia to wreak havoc on me like it has been for the past three years. Because I was on call pretty much when, you know, I I knew my grandmother was going to die. I knew, so I, I stayed close. I stayed close. And I stayed close because in 1996, I promised my grandfather he was having his final, I guess it was a heart attack. At the time, my mother was still alive, so it had to be a reason that he pulled me and not his only son to the side and told me to watch over my grandma, my mother, and both my aunts. Because he knew that his faggot ass son wasn't capable of doing it. Motherfuckers living a lie with a beard, Trinidadian bush bitch catalog order wife. But he's not living in that house that my mother built from the ground up. And sold to him for pennies on the dollar because that stupid motherfucker let that Trinidadian Bush bitch talk him into refinancing a house that was already motherfucking paid for. So now, him, Trinidadian Bush bitch, and one of his last anchor baby, Amanda, is all cooped up in the motherfucking uh, 420 square foot apartment, renting. Never to own a house again. He ain't he ain't owning this one. This motherfucker is in my auntie's name and my name. See, my when you when you try to kill the king, nigga, you better be sure that you kill him. Because your mama was disappointed in you. When you sent your only son to the Fed joint for monetary monetary gain of what seventy five hundred dollars, that boy came out a methamphetamine junkie. But you really pissed your mama off, lying on me to get my daughter taken away from me. And then a year later after that, she gets sexually violated. And nigga, if I find out you had something to do with that, Lord have mercy, don't let me find out you had something to do with that. Because you already know. On site, nigga, you done. All your bitches done. Even Raquel, too. I know that bitch you did, so you touched one of your damn grandchildren. You sick motherfucker, you. Now your oldest anchor baby daughter hates your ass. But see, you done trained both your daughters to hate me unjustly just because you jealous of me, nigga. Because you was 15 when I was born, nigga. You thought I bumped you off? You a stupid-ass, faggot-ass nigga. Professional-ass informant. Professional-ass dick sucker. 
Bobby, I'm going to haunt you when you die. I'm going to haunt your family too. Just those that in your immediate, because you don't have no sisters no more. Oh, sure, you probably got them cousins in Chicago and that fuck them. Probably got the Ernie and Burke cousins here, Carla and Mona. They're fucked them too. They killed their mama. Left that woman alone in a cold, dark ass house to die. Only to get her money. Yeah, you can rub elbows with them motherfuckers all you want. Their karma's coming. It's coming. Hell, I might not even see or hear about it, but I do know it's coming. And so is yours, nigga. When you gonna come get this one dollar that, by law, your mother had to leave to you? That's exactly 25 cents for the each of you motherfuckers. <laughs> the only way you'll ever be able to get you another house, nigga, you put all them whores on the stroll. Let them tether-ass bitches make you some money. Yeah, I think, uh... I think we're, we're better off without you in our life, nigga. Little Bobby's better off without you in his life, too. But, nigga... You have the audacity to put some homosexual kitty porn pictures on a diskette in this house while we were in Chicago burying our auntie. You know, your mama's oldest sister. But you told on yourself, nigga, when you told Darlene you did it. And all them motherfucking relatives that I know y'all heard how that shit went down. All of y'all that still continue to follow and be in Bobby's camp, don't ever come over here and step on my lawn. You're not welcome. Y'all are all dead to me. All of Gordon, Tony, Mildred, all of you motherfuckers. Can't name all you motherfuckers. But none of y'all motherfuckers ever gave a fuck about me. Paul, Anton, Derek, and that bitch-ass Vivian and shit. Bitch, you still couldn't get this dick. Had to go and lie on motherfuckers. But I got the picture that you sent me. That little nasty-ass picture, Vivian. I still got it. And I'm hoping... If Gordon ever does have the audacity to come here and try to make peace, which I don't think he has the balls to do. I'm going to show him that picture. I clipped off the, the beaver shot because doesn't nobody need to see your nappy snappy dugout. Who the fuck sends their first cousin a picture like that? A bitch like you, Vivian. A bitch like you. Yeah, my cousin and shit tried to take the dick. And then the bitch. 
<laughs> hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> in the bitch <laughs> ran back to Chicago and said, I threatened her. This is after giving this bitch over $2,000 worth of exercise equipment that my mom had that I just gave this bitch. I didn't sell it to the bitch. I gave it to her. I thought she was a good cousin. This bitch is a tramp, a hoe, a slut, and she likes to suck dick. She ain't suck my dick, though, but I hear she likes to suck dick. No, I've never had no incest, you know, temptations and shit. Never. Never even looked at a uh, any of my female cousins like that. But Tony Scott, you are a different kind of animal. Think you got the American dream over there with that wildebeest white cave bitch and your little half-breed mixed kids? Oh, you was a granddaddy now. Oh, you're a granddaddy now. But you sexually abused your first cousin, my mama, when she was a minor. And for that nigga, I'll hate you. I'll hate your motherfucking wife. And I'll double hate your motherfucking kids to the day I motherfucking die. Fuck you, nigga. I hate you, Tony. I really, really hate you. Uh, take advantage of my mother like that. Yeah. I got anger issues. I got trust issues. Puss really fucked up. You can't even trust your own blood. Sometimes I kind of wish that 12 gauge wasn't so rusty and did go off. would have considered that a good death. But no, I'm going to stay around for a little while. I got promises I got to keep. I got a house I got to maintain. I got legal money to make. And ain't none of my checks ever signed by no cracker. You, though, that's all you want to be is accepted by these crackers. That's why you're a, a cop, cocksucker, paid informant. Yeah, I read that you were uh, one. You were not the only. You were one of the informants. And that big uh, drug bus at the hydromatic plant in Willow Run. And I'm going to tell everybody that not only that you're a paid informant, 
You like to touch your own grandchild. You like little kids. That's a goddamn shame. But then again, you look at your fat-ass Trinidadian bush bitch-ass wife. I don't blame you for wanting something younger. But goddamn, nigga, why couldn't it be outside your family line and legal, fool? Yeah, I hear Raquel hates you now. Yeah, she gonna hate you forever, nigga. You touched her oldest child in a sexual manner, but she didn't have the balls to go all the way with that shit through the courts, sparing your ass. You lied on me for jealousy. Yeah, I hear you've hated me ever since I came home from the hospital. And I idolized you all my life. Till I seen the kinks in your armor. When Sandy came over and then let all us know that, oh, you got homosexual, uh, uh, homo, homosexual tendencies. Yeah, she told us what you like her to do, why she, why you fucking her. That's gay nigga. Having a woman stick her finger in your ass when you fucking her, that's gay nigga. So when she told that in front of both your parents and me, after she left, your dad could just shake his head and said, I don't have a son. But he looked at me and said, but I still got my grandbaby. That's a man. A real man. Old black family. Nene's coming in, so I'm going to go down here and help her take these groceries out. Black family, keep your head on a swivel. Watch over your elderly and your babies. Be safe out there. 